Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Nearing. Hey everybody, it is Lisa Nearing from Tumor Homeschool Academy, and I'm here once again with the Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age podcast, and I'm so glad you've joined us once again. We have extensive show notes, so be sure you check the show notes for um, other ideas and activities. Today on my show, I'm joined by my husband, Dr. David Neary, and we are going to talk about Fourth of July, because we love it, we shoot things and blow stuff up. So, hey, David, glad you're here with us. Hey, Lisa. It's great to be back. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a couple months, yeah. Um, I've been going solo and interviewing people, so glad you're here. Um, we are coming up on Fourth of July. I've, and- seen, I've seen you since then. <laughs> yeah, just not on the podcast. We do live in the same house. We are, we like Fourth of July in our house. We um, we put buntings on our hundred year old farmhouse, and we get fireworks and spend the afternoon shooting targets and have a great time. But one of the things that we do on the Fourth of July is read the Declaration of Independence. And I've asked David to join me for this episode because when we mention that to other people, they're like, "Wow, that's a that's a novel idea." So I wanted you to come tell us how we got started with that and why we do it. Why it's important. Well, thanks for having me, Lisa. You forgot to mention, we also fly the American flag. We do fly Old Glory. Yep. Waving bravely. And in the South Dakota wind, we certainly do. It can really wave very bravely. <laughs> we have wind here. Yes. I find it inspirational. Inspirational yes. wind. Well, the couple things that got us going, I had noticed that. Uh, reference in reading books like Little House in the Prairie years ago when we read it to our kids. But uh, many years ago, I was talking to an older friend of mine that uh, was a retired school teacher in Syria, and we were talking about past celebrations, and we talked about, about uh, Independence Day, and he said, oh, yeah, you know, reading the Declaration of Independence was the most important thing of, of the celebration of Independence Day. And uh, I had seen that in other places, you know, one of them being, as I said, Little House on the Prairie, and it occurred to me that 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 was the that was the main event on Independence Day, and it it made perfect sense to me because if the country has all these um, uh, immigrants coming in from around the world, particularly at that time, Central Europe and Southern Europe other places like that, it would be important that everyone be socialized into what the Republic was all about. Right. And the the unfortunate thing is we have gotten into the habit of thinking that the Republic is about the Constitution. And the Republic is not about the Constitution. The Constitution are sort of the, the is the rule book for the Republic. But what the Republic is about is the Declaration. And that's what they were doing, as I understand it, when they read that declaration on Independence Day, so uh, back in the 19th and early 20th century. Yeah, I mean, we teach uh, we teach the Constitution at Tomorrow Homeschool Academy. It's an important part of what we do. 
if you're not sure about the importance of it or you want your kids to understand and really get a deep understanding of the Constitution, take any class by Adam Cruzan. Um, we believe in the Constitution and, and, and love it. But the Declaration of Independence is different from that. We started doing that at our Fourth of July celebrations, and we invited other people who were here celebrating with us to take part in that. You want to tell us kind of how, how that goes? <laughs> well, uh, again, uh, it, it's, it's novel for a lot of people. Um, I like doing a little bit of a dramatic reading. I like to put some emotion into it. I'm not reading just this dry document. But what I like to do when I read it is not read it like it's some dry document that's historical and traditional. I like to read it as if I was one of the people that's in that crowd making that declaration of independence back in the 18th century. You know, I, it's, I like to own the words. I like to own the feelings. I like to own the sentiments. And so if you're going to do this as a parent or, or an adult in a group of adults, what you really ought to do is read it over several times before you get to the day of the reading. Because the language is 18th century language, and you'll stumble over parts if you don't, if you're not familiar with it before you start to read it. The other thing I would really encourage people to do is before you read it, read it through not just for familiarity, but read it carefully with for understanding. If there's a phrase that you don't understand, then I would really recommend look it up, uh, look up the, the, the terminology, see if you can find the concept, and see what it means. Because there's, there's a lot of preconceived ideas about what the Declaration is about. And while it mentions taxation without representation, that is not the most important concept in the Declaration. The most important concept in the Declaration is what is the point of a civil government and what is necessary for a, a country to govern itself justly as a republic as in a way that reflects an authentic value of human being. You know, I, I think the phrase that's most important, the key uh, statement in the Declaration, of course, is where it starts, we hold these truths to be self-evident. And I would invite, you know, the readers to look up conversations on the pursuit of happiness, particularly Carly Conklin uh, did a very nice piece at the Washington University Jurisprudence uh, uh, Review. And in the Jurisprudence Review article it, it, back in 2015, she wrote on the origins of the pursuit of happiness. And, of course, a jurisprudence context is a legal context, a, a law, you know, looking at the adjudication of, of laws. And, and she's looking at where did that concept come from? Because a lot of people think it comes from Thomas Paine regarding the pursuit of property. And that is part of the concept. That's really not the main point. Uh, the main point of the concept of the pursuit of happiness is reflected in Blackstone's legal commentaries of the laws of England uh, shortly before the uh, Declaration of Independence. And, and it's drawing from a concept, really, that's a Greek concept of eudaimonia, eudaimonia which is, is translated various ways, but it's basically human flourishing. Uh, it it is, ha does have prosperity. It is blessedness but it really means human flourishing in a broad sense. 
And so the concept of eudaimonia is you'll find it in the, the writings of Philo, of Josephus, of Aristotle, of, of Plato, and and other writers from, from the classical period. And it's relating to this idea, and it's interesting that it comes up in the conversations with uh, Josephus in his book, in his uh, writings against Apion, because it really, both Philo and, and Josephus are interacting with, you know, pagan classical thinkers, and they're going to this common concept that's common in the Judeo-Christian understanding of the world, and even in the pagan understanding of that time, which is this idea of natural law, basic principles that define what it means to be human. And that the end result of pursuing those authentic values is the concept of eudaimonia, human flourishing. And that really is the end to which the, the Republic was oriented, predicated on this idea of principles that are not subject to any culture or time or place or government, but is intrinsic to what it means to be human, what what I like to call the blueprint of humanity, that we can follow that blueprint or we can violate that blueprint. We have that choice, but we don't get to choose if there's consequences or not. And so the Declaration of Independence is written with a view to, to, to establishing a people and a government and, and a nation whose purpose it is, is to facilitate the the pursuit of each of its citizens towards this human flourishing. And that's what it means, the pursuit of happiness. It sounds like it's external to how I feel versus how you feel. It's objective to a person. It's, it's subjective to humanity as a whole. It's interesting because that concept, eudaimonia, has been picked up by positive psychology, where positive psychology is also an entire branch of psychology that's about pursuing human flourishing. Uh, the interesting thing is they tend to emphasize the subjective aspect, whereas the traditional understanding, the classical concept, is that while there is a substantial subjective component to it, ultimately, in the end of the day, it's actually transcendent and therefore can be represented in objective ways because it is transcendent and not simply subjective. I mean, and that's hard for people to get, that might be difficult for them to comprehend what I just said. Instead of, when I mean that it's subjective, it's not just about your, your emotions and your personal feelings, even though those are involved. Okay? When I say it's transcendent, it means that it goes beyond the ability of the human mind to simply define and manipulate and control, because it actually defines the human mind. Okay? And, and so, eudaimonia is a, is a result of following those patterns of the blueprint of being human expressed in natural law. And so as such, it's going to have objective and subjective aspects, but that's because it's drawing on a transcendent aspect, and the entire republic was designed to empower each citizen to pursue exactly that. So this is some petty thought process going on right here, like you're bringing a Greek and ancient philosophers and all those kind of things. And I think that just substantiates the brilliance of the people who wrote both the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence is that they were drawing on the thoughts through the ages to bring to bear on this new country. So how does that tie back into when we're reading the Declaration of Independence? We're, we're actually declaring our beliefs when we recite them. Well, I mean, it's important to, to notice that first sentence. 
when in the course of human events. So they're talking about the flow of all human history. It becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands that have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the, the laws of nature and nature's God entitled them. Okay? It's saying that the, this document of this event is creating a people, a group of people. This is the moment that America is born. And this is the moment that, that the American people now are defined. And this is the definition of what it means to be an authentic American. Authentic American is somebody who agrees with this document, particularly that statement, we hold these truths. And so each family, each community, each group of Americans has as their birthright, has as their legacy, this grand privilege of being able to participate in this great history, this great nation of people that are defined by these concepts. And this isn't just a, a, a this mob group of people, you know, burning down and tearing down institutions, you know, ripping things up kind of like they, they, they seem to have done in the, the French Revolution. You know, this is about this is about a group of people very intentionally and carefully thinking through what does it mean to actually pursue the plans and purposes of God in the lives of human beings, and how do you do that? How do you create a, a, a government that empowers that without getting in the way of that? And that's, so that is the, the very that's point. Too. Yeah. I, one of the things that I find the most touching when we do our 4th of July, um, and you read this out, and people listen rapidly because it is complicated language and they are complicated thoughts, um, but we're all familiar enough that we can hang on to something, is that you often say, hey, do you want me to read out the signers of the Declaration of Independence? And without fail, everybody says yes. We want to hear the names of those people who were brave enough to sign this and possibly lose their lives and their fortunes over declaring that they were going to go for this this new, crazy, never-before-done idea in the world. And to me, that is really a profound moment. Well, yeah, it's, it's we become part of that community. We become this sort of almost chosen people, the way Lincoln talks about us, okay? And, and, and what's interesting, I would say it was never before done, and I would actually say it's never been done since. Yeah. Okay. I would like somebody to show me one country that really isn't based at the end of the day on an ethnic group. And while this is based on a Western tradition, it's not based on an ethnic group. It's based on that concept of natural law that's, that is, has as its understanding the blueprint that God put into what it means to be human. And that's what makes the United States very special. Very special. And uh, and that's what makes the United States a place that any ethnic group from anywhere in the world can come to and succeed in. That's why people are coming to the United States. We're not flocking to other places. They're flocking here still. Um, it's a great country uh, founded on great principles. Right. The idea is that it's, it's, and, and these principles are not any principles that somebody made up. These are principles that are, that are sort of 
install in the very nature what it means to be human. And so humans can come here and flourish because, like, that's the point. You know, and the idea here is that, that everyone's going to flourish equally. It's not saying that, that people aren't going to have trials and tribulation. You know, people tend to, to confuse the idea, you know, it's, it's like a, like a test versus the performance on a test. We can, we can have a test with an answer key. And so those are the correct answers. And then there's a performance of how well we do. Okay. So the declaration is the answer key to the test. History is, well, how, how well did the performance go? <laughs> and, and various people at various points either did better or did worse, you know, on that test of human history called the Declaration of Independence. That's a great way to look at it. So I would like to just encourage, we could go on and on because I think you could exegete every concept in the Declaration of Independence, but maybe we can do that for a series over time. But one of the things I'd like to encourage every listener is to read the Declaration of Independence out loud with the people that you're celebrating the 4th of July with and really think about it. Read the read the names, read the names of the people who were willing to put their lives on the line to start this new idea of the United States of America. And I, I would also add, when you, when you read it, take a moment to kind of do a preface that says, Let's really think about it and mull this over. Read it slowly, carefully. You know, encourage people to settle in and be patient. You know, this isn't, you know, the, this, this two or three minutes and then there'll be another, you know, commercial that comes up. It, this is going to be something that people should settle in to meditate on, to absorb. And, and I would encourage you to, to like really talk about the concepts, to talk about the principles. There's going to be there's going to be terms in there like the bonds of consanguinity. Well, take time to find out what that means. You know what what were they trying to to get to and all that? Because really, it, it goes to the issue of the importance of family when you when you see those terms. And so so go slow, take it seriously, let everybody kind of th- let people know kind of what you're trying to do. And, and then kind of talk about it and think about it afterwards and show respect for different opinions. But, well, the words are the words, the concept are the concept. Uh, I would also encourage uh, people to actually look up Carly Conklin's uh, article in the Washington University Jurisprudence Review. Uh, she also has a book, The Pursuit of Happiness in the Founding Era in Intellectual History. And, and so that might be something that's a worthy investment as, as well. But the thing is, it's very important that people understand some of the background there and be willing to look at it. Yeah, I'll put those um, those references in the show notes. And then, you know, don't forget to have a great a great picnic. Um, have fireworks if your if your state allows fires fireworks. We love all the banging things too, so <laughs> we don't just sit around and act serious. We like to blow up stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. And but remember what the fireworks signify, right? Okay, I mean it's this. Those things, they're pretty, they're beautiful, they're impressive, but they also symbolize the fact that we didn't get this through just deciding that we're, you know, that we're going to, and it just went smooth. I mean, we got this through people getting killed, yeah. And and so and, and that's that has continued up until this very day. You know, this is also a great time to really think about people that you know and loved ones. There's a, a Memorial Day. But the Memorial Day is the day to remember them. 
Independence Day is through the Native Rebirth, or what was the point of their sacrifice? So those should go, go together with for people, too. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, you guys, I hope you have a great 4th of July celebration. Um, we have a blog post on 4th of July, and we'll put some resources in the show notes. And then we have a great sale going on at True North Room School Academy. So go check us out at truenorthroomschoolacademy.com. David, thanks for joining us once again. This is Lisa Nearing for True North Homeschool Academy. Thanks, everybody. We're so honored that you're listening and that you share this podcast, Life Skills 101, with your friends and family. Every time you share the show and post about it, it really makes our day. Make sure you subscribe and download this podcast so that you never miss an episode. You can subscribe so that you get alerted to each and every show. Leave a review for this podcast, Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. We're so honored that you're listening. Until next time, this is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. We'll talk to you soon.